And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the slate for you guys. Uh, again, it's a pretty interesting slate. Uh, it's, you know, yesterday was a, a weird one, uh, but this one I, I, I think is, like, really straightforward. There's going to be a lot, uh, you know, a lot of things to, like, kind of that jump out value-wise because it's a Saturday. Random things break, and we already had one that kind of broke through right before I got on here, but... Yeah, we have a just a really interesting slate. And again, I think it's pretty straightforward, like what the good plays are, what the bad plays are. I mean, not the bad plays, but the plays that you don't want to really go crazy on. But I think it's a good slate, a lot of different ways that you can go. But, uh, you know, I think there's just like some really, really good plays that I'm just going to target. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's a good game for cash, cash, uh, cash games today. I think it's a good day for that. So uh, let's get started, dive right in. Uh, Josh couldn't make it. He was had some uh, things to worry about. But if you, uh, you know, if you happen to be in the LA area, uh, you know, he's gonna be out there for FSTA. So, uh, you know, if you want, uh, hit him up on Twitter. He'll uh, meet you up for a drink or maybe a meal or something like that. So uh, hit him up and he'll uh, he'll be out there in LA this week for the FSTA. He'll be there tomorrow. So yeah, if you're there, uh, hit him up and uh, he'll uh, sure to meet up with you, I'm sure. But yeah, let's uh, get started with the slate. Again, it's a pretty, uh, pretty interesting one. I always kind of use that word for it, but uh, I think it's just a really straightforward slate. There's a couple games that you really want to target, and then there's other ones you can just kind of fade and cross off and let other people just play and kind of, in my opinion, make a mistake go rostering. But Again, let's get started. Uh, Miami Heat, Charlotte Hornets, 205 total. Again, this is kind of one of those where I really don't want to get a ton of exposure to this game, but I think there are some good plays. With the injuries going on in Miami, uh, again, third and four nights for the Heat, though. That's the problem, but there's tons of injuries. We all know that. You know, Tyler Johnson's out. Deion Waiter's out for the year. Just, you know, lots of lots of usage to go around for ball handlers. And with that usage being there, you know, Goran Dragic is in a great spot. He's priced up, though, and he's going up against Kemba Walker defense, which is one that we want to target. I don't think I'll end up playing Drogic on this late. I get if you want to play him. I won't talk you out of it, but he's been a frustrating roster recently. Uh, he's been a frustrating roster for a lot of people, and the usage is there, the matchup's there, so I get it. It's just, you know, third and four nights for the Heat. I really don't think I want to uh, play the play them in this spot. I'm going to pass on Drogic. If I do play anyone, it's Josh Richardson. I, I hate that price tag. It's really frustrating. He's like, you know, 6K, but... At that price, I really do think that, uh, you know, I do think it's a good matchup, right? I just don't know if I want to pay that price tag. That's really the kind of the issue I'm having. I get it. If you read the game logs, like, uh, you know, someone pointed out to me in a chat earlier today, I mean, he's just been been really good all year long, and, like, they're not wrong, right? I just, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, and I don't want to stomach it, and I didn't play him yesterday, so I'm a little frustrated, and his ownership was higher than I thought, but 34.3, 32.9, 37, 28.2, 24.6, 23.2, 39.1, 33.2, 31.5, 31.3, 25.4. I mean, he just seems so safe. 
Uh, I think it's a better play on Fandle where steals and uh, block up side is a lot better, uh, where that's kind of where it feels like he kind of gets it done. DraftKings, he's not as good of a play, but I think Fandle is where you need to, you, not that you need to roster him, but where you want to give him a stronger look, right? Uh, because, you know, on Fandle, you have to play some two small forwards. So that's kind of where I'm really looking at him. And again, the Hornets are not good against small forwards. They are ranked 30th. So uh, this is a good spot for him. I also think James Johnson, he, you know, let people down, but I think he'd be a really interesting tournament option here on this slate. Someone that you definitely want to consider, right? Uh, and there's reasons to consider him because, uh, you know, he's going to obviously get get, in, get in a lot of minutes and he's going to have some ball handling duties. I know people were disappointed in him yesterday, but even late in the game, he had the ball in his hands against the net. So uh, James Johnson, I think he's a, a decent cash game play, but, uh, you know, really good tournament option because of the ownership is probably going to be down today. Sam Whiteside, that price is expensive uh, for good reasons, right? 30 uh Last two games, 30 minutes or more and 50 fantasy points or more. This is not a good spot, though. Uh, Hornets are ranked second against uh, opposing centers, and Dwight Howard uh, is not a guy that you want to really target. But again, I think Dwight's going to play 30 minutes, and Whiteside should play his 30 minutes. Basically, whenever Dwight's on the court, I expect Whiteside to be on the court. So uh, I don't know. I think it's I think Whiteside will get his minutes. The question is, will he be able to get, get it done in this matchup? Uh, my guess is uh, I don't think he's going to have that up, enough upside here. Like, I think there's better centers that I like. I think he could obviously do it. Uh, and Whiteside, when Whiteside does get hot, he's a guy you want to play. But I'm just kind of trying to find the money for Towns or Embiid instead. That's kind of the route I'm currently taking in my roster construction. All right, let's move on to the next. Uh, let's move on to the Hornets side of the ball actually first. Uh, I think I'm fading this team pretty much entirely. The only way I play these guys is if I play like a Kemba Walker or a Dwight Howard on DraftKings where they're cheaper. I think I'd prefer Dwight Howard at 7.7K. Again, Whiteside's not a guy I'm trying to attack a ton, but I expect Dwight Howard to get 30 minutes, and at 30 minutes, you know, the upside's there, right? It's just plain and simple. He has upside at 30 minutes at that price tag of 7.7K, so I think he's a fine play, but... Again, I think I'm just really trying to fade this game except Josh Richardson on Fandle. That's kind of the route I'm taking right now. And again, I think there's decent plays. I kind of discussed the reasons why. Like even a Wayne Ellington is a nice cheap option that you can get exposure to. But just don't love this game a ton. I think there's guys you can pick and choose and kind of, uh, you know, if you're building 150 lineups or maybe not 150, but 20 lineups, I think you can pick and choose and get small exposure to these guys, but you don't have to go crazy. All right, let's move on to the next game. It's the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, a game I really don't like either. Uh We'll talk about the Pelicans first. Uh, so Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, what do you do with them here? They're the two most expensive guys on the slate. Against the Pelicans, so they're a slow-paced team. I think this is just a easy fade spot for me. If, if you force me to play anyone, because Cousins is going to see Gasol's defense, I would probably take Anthony Davis because maybe some production gets funneled to him too. So that's the guy I would think I would rather take if, I, if you force me to pick one. Uh, I'm not going to play either. That's kind of the route I'm taking at this point. I'm also not going to play Drew Holiday, Etwan Moore, or Rajon Ronda, or any of those bench guys. Just don't think it's necessary against one of the slowest-paced teams in the league. It just it, not not on this slate, right? It's just not not the right slate for those guys. Those guards are not not good guard plays at their prices compared to some of these other guards that we're going to have uh, with the value with all the injuries going on. So I'll pass on them, and we'll talk about that in the next game because that's what I'm, that's the game where you're really going to have a ton of guard value that you want to target. Memphis Grizzlies, what do we do with them? Uh, you know, Tyreek Evans' price is pretty high around the industry. He's, uh, you know, 8.4K over on uh, FanDuel and then Giraffe Kings. It's like, I think it's, let me see if I'm pulling it up now. I think it's 8,900. Um, yep, there it is, 8,700. So really expensive for Tyreek Evans. Again, this matchup is great though, right? How do we like to target, uh, how do we like to target the uh, Pelicans, right? We like to target them through wings 
Uh, especially guys that have the ball in their hand a ton. I mean, th this is a great spot for Tyreek. So if you have the money for to spend on him, I get it. I understand if I was building a lot of lineups, I think I would get some exposure to him. But uh, I'm kind of more of like a one, two, three lineup guy. I don't really play a ton of lineups. Uh, I, I play a lot of money on them, but I don't play a ton of lineups. So that's kind of, I just don't think I'll be playing Tyreek Evans because of that. There's just other guards that I like for cheaper on this slate that I'm really uh, honing in on. So Tyreek is probably not going to end up making my player pool, but if I was building a lot of maps, I would definitely get exposure to him. Looking at uh, some of these other guys, like if we see you know Chandler Parsons is out and James Ennis, I do think Dylan Brooks is interesting. Uh, you know, it sounds like I'm being kind of uh, you know recency bias and looking at how he's done recently and just saying, oh, you know, look what he's done. He's been good, but again, he's kind of one of these young guys that's on a little bit of a heater. When you get a young guy on a heater, you kind of want to ride it out. And if those guys are out. The minutes have been really secure too. That's the really the thing that's been great. Last four games, 36 minutes, 27 minutes, 32 minutes, and 28 minutes. And I'll read off the fantasy points for you. I know in 36 minutes, he only had 12.7 fantasy points, and that can happen. But then in the other games, you know, 27 minutes, 28 fantasy points, 32 minutes, 28.75, 32.5 points in 28 minutes. I mean, there's, op you know, if he gets the opportunity, uh, you know, and he's on a little bit of heater here, why not ride it out for the cheap price tag? I don't hate it, especially because I don't love the small forward position today. So, Again, I think Dylan Brooks is an interesting option. He's not, uh, you know, this elite type of value play, but I think he's a value play that we should uh, obviously really consider here. So just because the minutes have been really secure and if Ennis and Parsons are out, I think he's interesting. Marcus Gasol, I won't end up playing him here in this matchup against Cousins. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary, especially off of an illness. He probably only, you know, off that illness, uh, didn't see his normal allotment of minutes where he was getting 27 minutes. He probably only didn't see that because of uh, the blowout. Against the Kings, that's my guess, but uh, I don't know for sure if that was definitely the, uh, you know, definitely the reason. You never know what coaches are thinking, uh, you know, so not going to play Marcus, although I think there's other centers I prefer already, so I don't need to pay up for him. I'm paying up for other guys instead. But anyways, that's about it for the Grizzlies. Really not going to play many of these other fringe options. Just think, uh, you know, think I'll pass on them here. Let's go on to the next game, which, uh, yeah, here's all the guard value. Here's all the guys that I really want to be loading up on. It's 212.5 total. Milwaukee Bucks are about uh, 8-point underdogs, 7-point underdogs against the uh, Philadelphia Sixers here. So first of all, Giannis Intempt... Eh, I can't say his name. I'm not going to attempt it, but you guys know his name. Giannis. Giannis Intemptacumpo, whatever his name is, the Greek freak, you guys know. Giannis is going to be out this game. Uh, so is Malcolm Brogdon. With those two being out, I mean, there's just tons of like usage to go around, minutes to go around, and guard value. Just... Uh, Man, it's going to be a good time. So Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton, they did not get priced up to where I think they should be. They are just absolute locks for me on this slate. On Fanzel, 7.4K and 7.0K. Uh, 7 like Those are guys who are just going to be playing uh, for sure on the Bucks. Like I uh, just locking them in my lineups on DraftKings. Price is 7.6K on uh, Eric Bledsoe and then Chris Middleton 7.9K. It's a little bit difficult, more difficult of a roster, but against a Sixers team that gives up a lot of points to guards, you know, they're, they, got there. they don't have Jared Bayless. They don't have uh, J.J. Redick. I mean, they're just going to be thin at the guard position already. So the, some of those guards might be playing like a ton of minutes. And, uh, you know, with them playing a ton of minutes, obviously their defense could lack too. I think this is a great spot for the Bucks. Uh, I'm just going to load up on this value here. So besides Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, uh, you know, who are some of these other guys that we should like? So Tony Snell is like the first guy that kind of comes to mind. He's kind of popping in my model. And it's mainly because I think this guy's just going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to kind of be forced into playing a lot of minutes, and he's starting. So at that price tag, I think he's a decent value. So Tony Snell, uh, it's mainly like 
you know, he's just going to help me kind of get there in cash games and uh, kind of a key to help me get some other studs too. So I like Tony Snell. I think he's a decent option to consider. Uh, Sterling Brown, I believe his name is, he's going to be starting uh, in this game. And we just kind of got word about that before, when, right when I hopped on. And I don't know much about Sterling Brown. So uh, yeah, it's kind of like new news to me. And he wasn't on my radar until like, you know, kind of came on here and then just like the news popped. So uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with him. I think Tony Snell is more the guy I like, and I don't really think Sterling Brown is going to be the guy I play, so I'll probably pass on him, but I wouldn't hate if I was building a lot of minus lineups, maybe mixing him in throughout. Again, he's just a cheap guard that's going to get probably a lot of minutes here, and he's starting, so I'm assuming he's going to play a ton. So yeah, Sterling Brown, I guess he sort of is in play, but I prefer Tony Snell if you force me to pick. Uh, John Henson, too, like uh, he's just kind of cheap enough where there is still some upside here, right? And with Giannis out, uh, I don't think it's going to help his production a ton, but I think it could give him maybe a couple more rebounds and a couple more shots here and there, or maybe that helps. So I don't hate John Henson here. Again, I, I do think like Joel Embiid is kind of going to go at John Henson a ton. And with him uh, going at him, maybe it gets John Henson in the foul trouble. But at the same time, if he doesn't get in foul trouble, they're going to need John Henson's body to guard Embiid. So he's going to need to be out there for a minute. So I don't hate John Henson at that price tag. I think there is upside there. If he was a little bit more expensive, I'd probably fade. But I do think he's like a secondary option for me. And I'll, I think he should be in the, you know, in consideration in your player pool and in the conversation. Let's talk about the Sixers, though, right? What do we do now here? And again, reason why I don't really think I need to be playing a guy like Sterling Brown and maybe even don't have to play Tony Snell. I do like him, though. I mean, he's just going to play a ton of minutes. Uh, but there's some good Sixers guard value here now with Jared Bayless being ruled out. And he's not the only guy ruled out, right? We got, uh, I'm pulling it up now. Hang on. I just, just retweeted it pretty recently. So let me pull up the injury report. We have uh, Jared Bayless. He is out. Uh, you know, Fultz is still out. Redick, he is, we knew he was going to be out, but he is still out. And, uh, I don't know who this other dude is, Furkan Kormas, but I haven't seen that guy much of the year, so I'm, you know, wasn't expecting much from him anyways. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's just, you know, Bayless is the key, uh, key news here, and with Bayless being out, this is big for a guy like T.J. McConnell. I mean, there's just all the point guard minutes for him here now. He's going to be a guy that I definitely am going to want to get exposure to, and man, that's going to be a really difficult, uh, difficult situation on Fanduel now, right? Because I love Eric Bledsoe in this spot. I really like T.J. McConnell, but I love Steph Curry because he's playing against the Rockets. I like Chris Paul because he's playing against the Warriors. Like this is just a game that we want to play, right? That we're going to want to target. That's coming up here. So, uh, man, on Fanduel, that's going to be a really tough, uh, tough. Uh, Tough call and what we're going to do here, but you have to like TJ McConnell. He's just really cheap. 5,100 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's uh, 4,800. This is just a guy that's going to be uh, you know, in strong a strong play on this slate. Have to like him a lot. An elite option for me. I do think you can get exposure to the Sixers in other ways, though, right? If you don't want to go the TJ McConnell route, I think there's other ways to do it. And I think one cheap way to do it is Robert Covington. Uh, you know, kind of holding your nose. It's a really feels really gross. Uh, I believe I wrote in the grind down, it was like he's played 105 minutes in his last three games, and he's has, uh, I believe I looked at, it was 47.75 fantasy points altogether. forget which site that was, but I mean, just that is not good. He has been really awful recently. I really don't want to play Robert Covington, but uh, he's going to be forced into playing some guard minutes now, I think, and uh, just he's, you know, it's positionless basketball, right? And with Jared Bayless losing those 25 minutes, uh, there could be a couple more minutes to go around for Covington. I don't know, but he already plays a lot of minutes, so maybe not. Maybe there's just a couple more shots to go his way, and 
maybe it's just like he now kind of realizes, man, no Jared Bayless. Like, I really need to step up in this game. So uh, I, the price tag is too cheap for what he normally does. I know he's been struggling, but I think I might pull the trigger on cash games just because he helps roster a gross small forward position too that I don't really like a lot. So again, I think... Uh, and maybe it's not the grossest position at small forward, but I don't love it on a site like FanDuel. And he's just too cheap, right? It's just too cheap of a price tag. I haven't seen him this cheap in a while. Uh, kind of talking in circles here. And again, more so doing it because he's just been so bad. And it's like, you know, it's not an easy roster, but I think he's going to be a guy that we need to be considering a ton because he has a decent, you know, at this price, he has a decent floor, you know, 5,100. And then uh, the upside is immense, right? We can see this guy go for 40, even 50 fantasy points when he gets going. So uh, this type of basketball game too, it could be kind of sloppy with the Bucks being in there without Giannis. So, uh, you know, good opportunity for him to pick up a ton of steals, a ton of just, uh, you know, randomly chucked up shots where he could block. So I, I like Covington here. I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, it's It feels gross, though. It doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, I haven't talked about two plays that I really love in this game, too. I mean, Dario Sarge. I think on DraftKings, a little tougher at 6,200, but on FanDuel, 5,500, I think this is a great spot for him, especially with Bayless being out too, right? Uh, maybe just more shots for him to go around with Redick being out too, just more opportunities to shoot a ton of threes. He was really uh, just jacking up the ball the other day. Thought he was, uh, you know, had him in cash. It was a nice, nice option. I uh, really liked having him, and maybe I'm just biased because of what happened the last game, but I love that price tag of 5,500. I liked the 5,300 price tag the other day against Boston. I think this price tag of 5,500 is fair against the Bucks too, so uh, I, I like Sarge here a lot think he's a really good cash game and uh, tournament option over on FanDuel more so than DraftKings Joel Embiid what do we do with him uh we know that the Bucks are a situation where they are really really bad against uh you know opposing big men we funnel funnels a lot of production over there they're ranked 26th in the league I mean this is a great spot for Embiid love him in this spot on FanDuel and DraftKings have to you know, I have to be getting exposure to him. He's the guy you want to have. Uh, the problem is, do I pay for Towns or do I pay for Embiid? I had that debate the other day, and uh, I don't know. I guess I chose wrong because uh, Towns had more points, and uh, even though Embiid basically had 60 and Towns had 66, so it was pretty frustrating, but it was a really close call the other day. And again, it's going to be another close call against a Raptors team, which, uh, you know, I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm not saying the Raptors are a team that I want to target at centers or anything, but they're definitely playing at a faster pace. And hey, it's like Carl Anthony Towns. This guy's been a beast this year. Uh, definitely think it's tough. Uh, it's definitely a tough call, but I think I'm leaning Embiid at this current time. But it's definitely going to be something I'll be tinkering with uh, going up the lineup block for sure. All right. Uh, other than that, uh, just kind of. You know, Ben Simmons didn't really touch on him. And, uh, you know, I guess he's going to have to maybe even play some more guard minutes. And maybe he just feels like with Bayless being out and, you know, and Reddick, maybe there's just, he feels like there's more responsibilities. And maybe he has that ups upside ceiling game. Uh, you know, he flashed it in that little set against Detroit, San Antonio, and Phoenix. But, I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to be rostering him here. Uh, he's been disappointing a lot this year. Just more duds than uh, big games. And I just think I can find other ways to get around it. And at that same price, I'd rather play Draymond Green against the Rockets. So let's just head right into that game already. Uh, we have, uh, you know, an awesome game here. We have... Uh, the Rockets and the Warriors, fantastic one. Uh, you know, it's gonna be the one on ABC, right? The first uh, big ABC, uh, you know, slate of the year. I believe the, I believe that game will be on there, and uh, and the Cavaliers. I can't remember, but it'll, it, it's a national TV game, right? These guys get up for these type of games, and they get up for games against the team like the Rockets. They, it's kind of like the Golden State Warriors' uh, biggest uh, biggest opponents here that they have to worry about. 
So this is just going to be one of those type of games where both teams really get up for the game. And if Draymond plays, which we have Draymond, you know, he didn't play the last game. I'm assuming he plays this game, especially with Jordan Bell's injury. Uh, if, if Draymond doesn't play this game, it's obviously something pretty serious. But with Jordan Bell being out, I mean, this is just going to be tons of minutes for Draymond Green. He's been really good in this game. I believe in the uh, two games he's played against them this year, uh, he's had 50 or more DraftKings points. And it's just that perfect game environment that fits him well, getting those blocks, getting those steals, uh, just up and down type of game. This just fits his play style so well. So Draymond Green, I love him in this spot. He's going to be a guy that I get exposure to for sure. Uh, Kevin Durant, what do I do with him here? It, he's been kind of disappointing, right? Especially for the price tag. I don't know if it's been like disappointing, but definitely just not like the same Kevin Durant, right? Uh, I'll just read you his game logs. 42.1, 59, 41.7, 45.2, and 51.8. Sure, the floor is pretty safe. And with that guard value, maybe I don't play a guy like Curry. I was already like thinking Curry was going to be the guy I go to. But maybe I do go to Durant now, especially with Jordan Bell being out. Maybe there's more forward opportunities for him. Again, uh, you know, with the guard value now opening up, maybe I kind of have to shift over to a Durant, especially on a site like FanDuel. Durant was the guy that was kind of going to be really in play for me, I figured. Uh, and I was kind of thinking I'll play Draymond over Durant uh, on DraftKings and just kind of save the money but on FanDuel I feel like I might just play both and then kind of avoid Curry and now go down to a guy like TJ McConnell because of that value I did really like Steph Curry's price tag over on FanDuel for 9500 again I'm kind of like talking all over the place because I'm talking about both sites but uh, I, I do think that with this guard, you know this point guard value coming now on FanDuel I'm definitely going to want to consider a guy like McConnell a lot and uh, you know obviously there's more guard value that could even open up and uh, small forward is really just not a fun position to roster on FanDuel today and again that could change more if more value opens up but as of right now I mean Kevin Durant is definitely going to be appealing that price tag at 10 10.7k is is a little little pricey but again it's Kevin Durant right and he's got a safe floor uh it just feels like the upside hasn't been the same I mean of course in the Cleveland game yeah it was there and it's Cleveland he gets up for games like that and if he gets up for this one he'll he can obviously have a big game I was I was sort of leaning Curry despite the Chris Paul defense but now I'm starting to think maybe I'll lean over the Durant route obviously this is a game though that you know I'm just going to keep stressing we're going to want to get tons of exposure to it's a 233.5 team total uh you know, play Golden State Warriors and Rockets. Uh, I know it's like not a hot take or anything like that, but you should be getting exposure to this game. If you don't get exposure to this game, you're probably going to lose on this slate. Uh, I'm not saying you have to like go, you know, game stack it, but I do think you need to get some pieces uh, on at least uh, one of the sides for sure. Steph Curry, I talked about him a little bit, 9.5K. On DraftKings, he's a little more pricey, at, uh, around 10.3. I don't think I want to play him as much over there. I get the three-point bonus does benefit him, but I really just like the price on FanDuel. Uh, a little bit. I, I think he's fine on both sites. I think he's a good, really good play on both sites and uh, in play for sure. On FanDuel, I don't really want to play Clay Thompson at that price of 7,500. Uh, it's it's a little pricey, right? I think more so on DraftKings where I can get him for 6,800 and there's a three point bonus. Uh, sure, I think Clay is a better play over there than on FanDuel. And I also on FanDuel, I already like Chris Middleton, who's at pretty much a similar price tag. I know he's more spe more expensive on DraftKings, Chris Middleton, but at that same price tag on FanDuel, I just think it makes way more sense to play Chris Middleton. And maybe you'll say, sure, that makes uh, you know that makes Clay Thompson a lower ownership and more of an elite uh, tournament option and could have a ton of upside. But man, I just I'm having a hard time seeing Chris Middleton really disappoint here in this spot against the uh, against the Sixers with no Giannis. There's just he's going to have a ton of usage and should really produce here in this spot. So. That's about it for uh, you know. That's about it for the Warriors. It's pretty simple, right? Uh, you know, talked about all the the big four. If you had to talk about any other fringe options, it's like 
kind of what's going to happen with Andre Iguodala. He's currently listed as questionable. If Andre Iguodala sits right, we get some value at the small forward position, and maybe then we don't pay pay up for Grant. Maybe we have Omir Kasapi, who's a really good uh, cheap option on a site like FanDuel. And again, like on DraftKings, you can kind of play you know anyone because it's kind of positionless over there. But Omir Kasapi, if Iguodala sits, is going to be a really good value play that we're going to have to strongly consider, even with uh, you know, Jordan Bell being out and Iguodala questionable. I still think Omir Caspi is a decent value that we're going to want to consider. But if Iguodala sits, I mean, that'll be really big. If Iguodala plays, I do think there's going to be, you know, opportunities for him with Bell's minutes up for grabs. And this is that perfect, uh, you know, fast game type of environment where we could see that Warriors death lineup really closing out the game if Iggy plays. So, uh, again, a lot's going to hinge on the news kind of with what happens with Iguodala, and this is a game you just want to get a lot of exposure to, so it's, you know, kind of depends on how it fits your roster construction. Uh, I'm not really kind of building around the Warriors first. I'm more so building around my other guys first and then kind of seeing how the Warriors fit throughout. Uh, Draymond Green going to be one of the better plays on the Warriors side of the ball. Uh, list him as, like, maybe my number one play, uh, and then it's going to kind of ha- determine on how the value shakes up with how you go with Durant and uh, Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson's the guy I really don't want to play, but if you force me to play him, I play him on DraftKings. And then Armour Cassidy could be a really interesting value, and same with Iguodala. It just depends on how things shake up. But even maybe David West, right? Maybe he gets some run uh, at the at the center position, but I don't know because someone's going to have to guard Capella. And with, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, think things through. Uh, but I don't know. One of those guys, Zaza or, you know, or West could get a little extra run with Bell being out. But... Uh, just trying to kind of think it through. And again, I don't want to get too cute with those guys. I think they're interesting guys and I'm probably not going to play them because I only play a couple lineups and I've talked about this warrior side enough and I probably bored you to death about it. You guys know who to play, you know, you know, who's good, but, uh, yeah, Draymond's probably one, probably my number one if you force me to pick, uh, on this slate for, uh, the warriors. Let's talk about the Rockets. What do we do with them? We have Ariza. He's still suspended. We got Gerald Green still suspended. I would expect P.J. Tucker to get a lot of run here in this spot. He's another cheap small forward that could be in the conversation. He's going to be needed. Uh, to co- You know, we played 33 minutes last game, you know, to cover, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins. Now, I could expect him to, you know, be covering Durant and, uh, you know, a Draymond Green at times. I think P.J. Tucker or even a Clay Thompson, like he's going to be running around chasing those guys around. I think he's going to be someone that we should be considering. Another guy is uh, who could get a lot of minutes because he got 32 minutes last time is Luke Richard and Mute. He's cheap, 4,500. I prefer him probably over Ryan Anderson. Uh, Ryan Anderson, you know, I just don't like taking him that much at home. Uh, sure, he can hit his shots, and if he hits his threes and gets it going, sure, he could be a really good play. But uh, I don't know. I don't think uh, I'd rather go with a Luke Richard and Mute, who I expect to be in there running with them a lot and uh, just kind of forced in there to, uh, you know, play a lot of defense. So I think he's a fine, cheap option. Uh, James Harden, don't really know if he's going to get that minutes restriction lifted off him. He's at 25 minutes. Uh, they say that he's going to be moved up to 30. He was at 24 last time. He got 25. Again, being moved up to 30, James Harden is definitely interesting at the price tag of uh, 10.4K on FanDuel. On DraftKings, we get James Harden for... Let me pull it up. Sorry. Got to change this. Uh, we get him for 9.7. So he's definitely in the conversation. It's just, you know, 30 minutes. Do we want him at that? Like 30 minutes, I get it. He could have a big game, but I want to get James Harden at 40 minutes in this type of game environment. Will they kind of uh, take the reins off him out of nowhere and like just give him 40 minutes? I don't think so. And again, it's a cheaper James Harden. We're not paying like 11.5 for him like we maybe normally would or even like a 10.9 or 11,000. So we're getting a little bit of a discount, but I don't think I'm going to end up playing James Harden here with that minutes restriction. Just I don't want to play a guy on a minutes restriction. So I, I think there's already good plays at the shooting guard position where I don't really have to take that route. But if you like the discount and you want to take him from this game, 
I get it. And if the minutes restriction gets lifted or gets even moved up to 35 or 36, he becomes way more in play. So that's kind of something that we can look out for. But as of right now, I'm expecting him. He got moved up from 24 to now 30 for this game. I think he's going to you know, probably stay at that, uh, stay at that mark. Chris Paul, he's still another guy to consider, too. He's still got a decent price tag around the industry, 9900 on uh, FanDuel and then 9400 on DraftKings. I think he's an elite play on this slate for sure. You have to like him in this spot against the Warriors, especially with James Harden on a mince restriction. They're going to need him to do uh, you know a little bit more lifting here. So uh, I like uh, Chris Paul. He should get a lot of minutes here at the guard spot. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely someone you want to consider on this slate. Uh, Clint Capello is probably one of the last guys I'll talk about here. And again, uh, you know, talking about this game a lot, but for good reason. Uh, 7,400. This is a pretty good spot for him. I think he could have some upside against the Warriors. Uh, do you think that there's, uh, you know, maybe some, like I said, there's other centers I really like paying up for. But, uh, you know, in this type of game environments, I could see him uh, getting a ton of rebounds and whatnot. I do think Draymond Green is big enough to be able to kind of handle him enough where it can just limit him. But, uh, you know, 6,700 on DraftKings. I like his price tag way more over there. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a nice safe floor and really good upside on DraftKings. So Clint Capella, I, I really like him a lot here in this spot, more so on DraftKings. And I think, because you can obviously play two centers too. I like Clint Capella a lot. He's a really good play over there, more so on DraftKings than FanDuel. Because I think I'm paying up over on FanDuel right now. Uh, but yeah, Clint Capella is a guy you want to consider for sure because in this fast-paced game, 233.5 team total, there's going to be shots made, but there's going to be shots missed, right? And with, with shots being missed, there's tons of rebounds to go around for a guy like Clint Capella. And with the more shots being put up, the more opportunities for blocks too. So a uh, good spot for Clint Capella here. All right, we got three more games left. Let's move on to the next one. Again, uh, Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets, a game you want to get a lot of exposure to. And I think Milwaukee and Philadelphia too is another one you want to. And there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of value to target over there. So all right, let's go on to the next one. We got the Toronto Raptors and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, again, this is a game that uh, is, is actually pretty good. Uh, pretty good total on it. Two hundred fourteen point five team total. The Minnesota Timberwolves are four point favorites, and uh, I kind of expect uh, you know expect this game to kind of get a little overlooked, right? Because we talked about the Rockets and uh, you know Warriors a lot, and people are going to be targeting that a ton. But there's definitely some guys to consider here for sure. Now let's look at it. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. He's probably the guy you want to look at first, right? He's been 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 crushing this year same with jimmy butler those are the two guys on the timberwolves that have really been dominating i think they're both good plays uh it's tough i don't know how they're gonna fall into my roster construction but i do think like you know playing those two guys when they're favorites in uh high you know in fast-paced games are are, are a recipe for success right so i think you want to get exposure room in tournaments i think they're, they're decent cash game options for sure Probably not going to play like any of like the Wiggins uh, or, uh, you know, Jeff Teagues, mainly because they're going up against, uh, you know, pretty decent defenders. Like going to have to deal with like Kyle Lowry defense at times. Uh, I'm sure like Wiggins might get like, uh, I don't know if Wiggins will get um, Wiggins or Butler. I don't know who's going to get, uh, you know, DeRozan or Anobi, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I need to be paying a price tag for DeRozan on this slate. I already like other shooting guards, so I don't think it's uh, necessary to pay up for a guy like the uh, guy like DeRozan. Even like a Wiggins too. I already like other shooting guards. I don't think I need to be playing a Wiggins. I think he could have a tough time here. So I'm not really feeling Andrew Wiggins in this spot. It's really just Towns or Butler for me. Uh, I could also see Taj Gibson for cheap getting decent run if they want to match up with uh, double bigs. The Raptors are certainly uh, certainly down to do that. And uh, Taj Gibson just gets a lot of minutes. So I could see him easily getting in the 35 minutes. And he could put up a bad game, but he also put up a nice upside game at this price tag. So don't mind Taj Gibson as a you know one of those guys that feels like a pretty safe option for you. Let's move on to the Raptors, though. Again, 
I really don't think I like a ton of them. I think Kyle Lowry is not a bad point guard option. We know we like to target Jeff Teague, and I think he's more of a tournament guy for me. Uh, I already like, uh, you know, like I said, I already talked about a lot of point guards I like, and I think that just makes Kyle Lowry go really under-owned. And, you know, against the Timberwolves, uh, point guards that go against the Timberwolves should not really go under-owned. So this is a good spot for Kyle Lowry in tournaments. I think he's a guy you want to consider. DeMar DeRozan, I'm not going to play him. I never really play him, and uh, I don't know. I don't like this spot for him. He'll probably deal with Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins a ton. So, yeah, I don't think this is a good spot for DeMar DeRozan fade him. And then all these other guys, I don't know. I don't really like. I think Serge Ibaka has upside, right? Uh, but he's a really streaky uh, player. And I was playing him when he, was, when he was on that hot streak. But right now, he's really uh, trending downward right now and not really playing too well. And Pascal Sykem's getting some more minutes. So, I don't know. I don't think we need to play Serge Ibaka here in this spot. I get it. He could probably get a lot of minutes because could see the double big route happening from the Timberwolves for sure because that's what they do. But... I'm going to pass on Ibaka here. If you're building a lot of lineups and you want to take a shot on my price tag because he has a huge upside, I get it, but I'm going to pass on him. And I won't be playing Jonas Valanciunas. It's just a lot of other centers I already like on this slate. All right, on to the next one. On to the next one. What do we got here? We got the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz. Uh, not a game that I really like. Uh, you know, Again, it's 212.5 total, so you, you know it's kind of higher than you would expect. And Ricky Rubio is still too cheap. You know, you got a guy with, you know, with the Austin Rivers injury and, you know, Gallinari out still, like uh, Milos, Tilodosic, he still is getting, you know, doing pretty well and he could get some good run. Sure, those are some cheap point guards that, you know, will be low-owned and have upside at their price, but I already like other point guards. So it's kind of one of those uh, situations I'm, you know, kind of one of those issues I'm having with, I don't really want to roster them. They, they feel like they have a, you know, too low of a floor where I'm not going to be playing them much in my cash games, but sure, they fit tournaments uh, because they have upside at their price, but I already, already like other point guards already. I just think Eric Bledsoe is too strong of a play and there's other guys I want to play already, so. Lou Williams, he is kind of expensive and in a matchup against Utah, you know, returning Gobert and that slow pace. I don't know. I don't think it's a good spot for Lou Will and other shooting guards already like, so I don't think I need to. If I, if, I, if you told me to pick a shooting guard in this game, I'd rather play Donovan Mitchell. I know Lou Williams is a better scorer and probably has more upside, but I, I think this is a better spot for Donovan Mitchell. We like to target the uh, Clippers with, uh, you know, kind of like wing players that, uh, you know, handle the ball. This is a good spot for Donovan Mitchell. I think you can get a lot of upside from him. Tyron Wallace, he is still really cheap, and he's been pretty solid. If you need a cheap shooting guard, don't hate it, but I don't know. I, I don't think I'm playing him here. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, I don't think it's a great matchup for him. Looking at Joe Ingles, I know Joe Ingles is a former Clipper and definitely has a little revenge for them. If you need a small forward guy that, you know, feels safe and gets you in the 20s, and I could even see him having one of those 30-point games. I felt that way about Damari Carroll last uh, last weekend grind I did, and I kind of feel that same way about Joe Ingles in this spot. Could see him getting some decent, you know, 30 minutes and getting at least like 20, maybe like 25 fantasy points and then with the upside of 30, so, uh, or even 35. Could see, could see a ceiling game from Joe Ingles here. Uh, this feels like more of like a safe cash game option, though, instead. Other than that, uh, you know, we had the return of Rudy Gobert, and when Rudy Gobert returned, he's still only 6.5K, and he played 29 minutes, like, at, at, you know, 6.5K for Rudy Gobert uh, in a spot where I'm assuming they're going to need him a ton against Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, man, this could be a really good spot for him if we know he's, you know, not on any, like, big types of minute restriction, and he's going to say he gets 30 minutes. This could be a really good game for Really, really good game for Gobert. So at that price tag, I don't know. He's uh, not someone that was really on my radar, uh, but I don't know. I probably have to consider him more than I was. So uh, yeah, kind of have to get some word from the Clippers to see what, or not the Clippers, the Jazz, and see what they're going to do because this is the second half of the back-to-back. So that, that that is something to be a little concerned about with Gobert. And what will his minutes be? Will he even be a late scratch? Right, this is a Saturday, uh, and Saturday games have been quite frustrating. And it's a nine o'clock start, so who knows? Uh, 
definitely something we have to check out on the beat writers and really uh really be paying attention with but oh yeah and deandre jordan won't be in this game sorry uh so obviously he won't be needed a ton for deandre jordan but he'll be needed for blake griffin right uh for sure blake griffin's gonna play a ton of minutes and they're gonna want rudy gobert on him Derek Favors, again, I was not a fan of him. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, once Gobert returned, and look what happened. Uh, really bad game yesterday. I'm assuming the same will happen. Just uh, It's just not a good spot for him now that Gobert is there at that current price tag. So wait for that price to go down. And then once it goes down, we can definitely, uh, you know, maybe consider him more. Other than that, I think we're good here. Don't need to play uh, Don't need to play many of these other guys. Uh, not not the greatest game the explosion, but there's some reasons to consider some options here. Uh, didn't really talk about Blake Griffin a lot. Uh, it's just not a good matchup for him against Rudy Gobert. Uh, sure, he can uh, you know get his buckets away from the basket, but I'm gonna bank on him not, and uh, I'd rather play Draymond Green for a pretty similar price tag instead. Don't don't think it's necessary to go that route. All right, on to the last game. And, uh, you know, I guess it's the, uh, you know, 10 o'clock game, an hour after everything. It's the late night hammer. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's not really a hammer here. Uh, it's 209 total Dallas Mavericks and the Portland Trailblazers. Not one of my favorite spots here, but uh, again, got to talk about it. What do we do with it? I don't think I'm playing any of the uh, any of the Mavericks here. They're starting to get a little priced up, and uh, JJ Redick got upgraded to questionable. So uh, if he plays too, that'll hurt all those Mavericks guys that are priced up. And Again, they're kind of priced up, and even if he doesn't play, I don't really want to be playing a lot of these guys. I think Wesley Matthews, if he forced me to play a guard, that's the guy I would play. Uh, a little revenge maybe against the Trailblazers. Probably a little uh, you know, late on the revenge, but there's already other shooting guards I like. And like I said, already other point guards I like. I'm not going to pay for Yogi Ferrell. I'm not going to pay for Dennis Smith Jr. Just don't think it's... Uh, don't think it's really that necessary on this slate. If you find them cheap uh, somewhere, like, uh, let me see what Yogi is on DraftKings. Yogi is 5,100, so he's cheaper over there. 5,700 on FanDuel is tougher. Either way, it's just tough to roster, and I kind of think Berea ends up returning. We might not even have that news in time. So with him getting upgraded to questionable has me slightly worried. So I just don't think we need to be playing Mavericks on a slate where I like a lot of guards. Uh, Harrison Barnes, like, you know, Portland's just a pretty good defensive team, and I just don't think I need to be playing a Harrison Barnes or a Dirk Nowitzki. I just don't need to be messing with Dallas guys on this slate. There's a lot of good, uh, you know, there's a lot of good games and a lot of good value plays already on the slate. I don't think I need to be messing with Dallas, so I'm just going to try my best and fade them here in this spot. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, what do we do with them? I think uh, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, you know, had a pretty good game the other day against Indiana. We know we like to target Indiana with centers, and what do you do? 48.5 fantasy points. We know we like to target Dallas with centers. Uh, may not be the best uh, game environment for him, but Nurkic could have a big game at 7K. Uh, again, there's a lot of centers I already like on this slate, so I don't think I need to be playing a Nurkic, but I get if you want to like add him in your player pool and get like 5 to 10% of him. Sure, I, I don't hate it, but not one of my favorite things to do. Uh, other than that, looking at the uh, Trailblazers, right, like Damian Lillard, sure, he is upside at 9,700. Uh, no one's going to own him, so if you want to play him in a tournament, I get it, but I'd rather play Chris Paul or Stephen Curry, and I'm not going to get cute. Don't think I need to. Shooting guard, CJ McCollum, sure, you could play him too, but, you know, I don't know. I just think I think it's getting too cute, and I think there's already really good plays at shooting guard, and there's enough where I don't need to get that cute. It's not like there's just one guy I like and one guy only. Uh, again, I love Chris Middleton. He's probably the guy I'm going to go to. But there's a lot of different good shooting guard options. And I just don't think I need to be playing a guy like CJ McCollum. I think there's there's enough guys where you can kind of be different enough and you don't have to go that different and play one of those guys. So I'm, I'm kind of maybe just fading this late night game and hoping it doesn't burn me. And I think it'll be fine. I don't think I'll need to really uh, roster a ton of guys in this game. So that's about it, guys, for the slate. Uh, you know, it's uh, again, it's a pretty good one, and I'm just going to kind of keep it really, really simple. Uh, me and Josh normally do the lock and load plays of the day, so 
uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you two lock and load plays of the day. How's that sound? I think that's a good idea. And uh, my lock and load plays of the day, it's uh, it's kind of simple for me. Uh, I'll give you two on each site. So FanDuel, it's pretty easy. It's it's Eric Bledsoe uh, and Chris Middleton. They're my two of my favorite guys on FanDuel to roster today. I mean, they're just in really good spots. Have to like them a ton. They're just very easy plug and plays. It feels like on this slate for sure. Uh, on DraftKings, they're really good. Like. They're still good plays, right? Like Middleton, I'm still going to play him, I think, in even blood, so I still think I'm going to play them. I'll, I'll keep them as my lock and load plays over there, too. I think they're a little pricier, though. That's kind of definitely a concern, right? I think Middleton, you know, 7,900 is, is a really safe play, though, too. And same with Eric Bledsoe. He's still only 7,600. Still a good price tag on him. They still can pay off their prices. I think they can easily 5X, even maybe get to 6X. Uh, so I'll give them two. It just it's easier to do that, and I I just think there's just such simple plays today with no Giannis. There's too much usage to go around. Same with Brogdon. Uh, more minutes for them to go around, and they should just really dominate against a Sixers team that has struggled against guards. So load up on Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton, and uh, you know mix in some Warriors and uh, Rockets, and find some other value plays, and call it a day. All right, that's about it. That'll about do it for me, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me on the weekend grind. Uh, we're not we're not back to full time yet. I believe that's next week. I believe we'll be back uh, for Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, don't hold me to that. I might be getting the dates wrong, but I believe next week we'll be back. But just join us on Saturday, and we'll we'll kind of give you that news. Uh, you know, we'll break that news again for you on Saturday and give you the reminder if we're back on Sunday. But I believe we're back on Sunday. Again, don't quote me on it, but I think so. So, thanks a lot for joining me again. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S. M-A-N-G-O-N-E, and I am happy to, uh, you know, answer any questions for you uh, as close to lock as I can, as long as I'm not tinkering up with my lineup. So thanks a lot for joining me again, guys. Lock and load plays. Remember, Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, and, uh, you know, don't forget to mix in some Rockets and Warriors. And again, thanks a lot for joining me. See ya. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.